Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Cincinnati Podcast. My name is Ryan Mago, and I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Mago. Luke, would you like to say hello to the listeners? Hello. Luke, do you want to give everyone a preview of what we're going to be discussing today? Yeah, so as you probably have seen, the Reds have been pretty exciting in the uh, in the hot stove uh, league. So. so we got some hot stove, maybe got a little Bengals talk, we may, maybe could get into the end of the FC season if we have some time, or not, Xavier basketball. I mean, it's just a lot of things going on all of a sudden. First of all, let me ask you a very important question. How was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, yeah. I hope the listeners had a good Thanksgiving. And uh, you played in the Turkey Bowl, right? Can you explain to the listeners what the Turkey Bowl is? Basically, it's a football game for my... Mom's side of the family, hashtag the Myers. Um, basically, we play football on Thanksgiving Day, and we call it the Turkey Bowl. So it's basically with all of your cousins and your uncles? Yeah. How many touchdowns did you score? I didn't score a touchdown, but I had a reception. Good. So. Well, that's a good start. That's good. That's good. Did you have fun? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Luke, was... what's your what's your favorite... Uh, Thanksgiving food. Um, one more, one more thing oh, okay, to add okay. to the, to the stats. I was so so close to getting to getting a a, a sack, but no sacks. <laughs> Sadly, so recorded close to one Recor- sack. Recorded Sam Hubbard. Yeah, record well, close <laughs> to one sack. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? My favorite Thanksgiving food is um. Mm. I tried that roasted turkey. That was that that roasted turkey was really good. Yeah, yeah, turkey I think is my favorite too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into a little bit of baseball talk. A little bit of hot stove league. The the general managers meetings. The winter meetings were in Nashville this week, and uh, Reds made a little bit of a splash signing a couple of free agent pitchers. They signed Emilio Pagan and Nick Martinez. Um, I believe both of them were to two-year deals. Uh, Martinez is a guy that can uh, can pitch out of the bullpen or he can start. And Pagan is a, is a reliever. Um, I think it's a good start. And then, and then from there, they went a little bit further and they signed Heimer or Jimer. Candelario, we're going to call him Big Candy, uh, to a three-year deal with a club option for a fourth year. Um, it's a, it, On the surface, it's a little confusing because he's a corner infielder and, and the Reds are, you know, have a little bit of a glut with with infielders. We're, we're, but we're, we're really, 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 really deep on infield. Well, and that, so, so then you start to think, okay, maybe this is setting up for a trade of one of those infielders, but... I think the Reds, I'm hearing now, the Reds really like their depth and they want to keep it that way. Uh, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it now, now with you got a bu- we from 
what I from what I can see on the Reds roster, we kind of need outfield because we have Steer and then Friedel and Fraley, the two Fs. Um, and don't forget it, Will it, Benson. And also Will Benson. But I would like to see a little bit more talent in the outfield. But nowadays it's hard to get... It, it, it looks like it's hard to get, like, good hitter slash outfielder. Like, who who do you have in mind? Like, who? what kind of player would you like to see in the Reds outfield? Well... I would, I would Maybe like... not a specific player, but like some characteristics. Like for instance, I would like to see a thumper. I would like to see a big RBI guy. I I could, you know, uh, trade off a little bit of defense, a little bit of speed, but I want somebody that's going to give me 30 to 40 home runs, 100 RBIs. Like I want... Um, I want a thumper out there. And also, we probably had that talent in our minor league teams. Our minor league teams are stacked. Well, but those, but minor, I mean, those are trade pieces, though. I mean, that's that's an asset that you can trade away to get one of these kind of guys. Yeah, it's like it's like Bob Castellini. The whole trading part was to set up for what was it? Three years later. Mm-hmm. Three years later, and you have this young but pretty exciting team. Yeah, even if you go back to the beginning of this podcast, I mean, some of our first episodes were expressing our frustration with trading away all those pieces and all the way all of our favorite players. And now the guys that they got in return are on the major league team. And now we have we have like depth in the minor leagues in the farm system. To trade away, trade for. Different... But we got to we got to get the deal done though. We got to have to yeah. actually do it. So I guess maybe I need to issue a formal apology to the Reds front office for being so critical uh, a year and a half ago because um, I failed to see the plan, and uh, I think the pieces that they got in return are turning out to be awfully good. Um, I still have a little bit of issue with the fact that they're all shortstops, but, uh, and, you know, trying to then fit them into spots where they don't normally play, but they didn't know that uh, a guy like Ellie De La Cruz was going to come along as fast as he did, and Matt McClain was going to mature as quickly as he did, so give them a little bit of grace on that. Uh, so I think we are in agreement that we would like to see a trade for an impact bat outfield, an outfielder. You yeah. know who I have in mind is a guy like uh, a guy like Jose Bautista from the Blue Jays a few years ago, maybe a little bit before your time. But Jose Bautista is the kind of guy that I I'm thinking of um, that uh, was an impact bat, huge RBI guy. You know, hit a bunch of home runs. Not a great defender, um, but that's the kind of guy that I got I've got in my mind. I would love to see them just plant him in right field, and uh, even if it meant having to get rid of. You know, Will Benson, maybe, and a depth piece. I don't know. What do you think? Any more Um, thoughts on that? Yeah. Will Benson, he was just a bench player. Um, I like Will Benson for the record. I I really do. Yeah. Even if it means getting rid of Will Benson, he came out of nowhere. Like, players can... 
you just put you can just put a bench player on the in the roster for a bench put uh, a bench player like as like subbing in. He, there you don't know what's gonna happen. You have to try like your players. Mm-hmm. And Will Benson came out of nowhere and was just. Didn't he pinch hit and? Did, yeah, he yeah he had a walk off home run. Uh, like maybe like May, May June. Yeah. Kinda, yeah, yeah. So the other the other move that I think we are in agreement that the Reds need to make is we really need to add some depth to the starting rotation. The starting rotation is rock solid. Um, you know, you think Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, Andrew Abbott, Brandon Williamson. Like they have done a really nice job of building a solid, young uh, uh, starting rotation. But as we saw last year, injuries happen and they need to add depth. The Nick Martinez signing will help. I would like to see them add, a, I would like to see them add another starting pitcher. What's the kind of guy that you've got in mind? Are you thinking like a top line guy, like they're in the Glassnow discussions, the Shane Bieber discussions? I would love to see him di- see see him get Dylan Cease from the White Sox because uh, that guy's super durable. Um, do you have any thoughts on the pitching? Yeah, is if Dylan Cease wants to win, come over to the Reds. Well, the White Sox ain't winning any time. Yeah, the White sure. the White Sox ain't winning any time. So if you want to win, just if you want if you want a ring, come uh just. Get out. Well, are you saying the Reds are going to win a ring? No, I'm not. No. That's what I heard. Come, just get out. You're not going to win a ring in in Chicago. Either either team. Yeah, well, they're slowly dismantling that team, uh, Chicago. I think they've had a very disappointing couple of years. Yeah. In a winnable division, honestly. So um, the other big hot stew, beyond the Reds, the big hot stew, there's really kind of two big hot stove moves or, or lack thereof that have happened. Everyone is waiting to see what happens with Shohei Otani. Uh, where do you, do you have a feeling for where you think he's going to go? Not really, because he can go anywhere. You can, like I said this morning, you, he can go so. You can guess he goes someplace, and he goes to a place whole different. You can guess he goes. Uh, it's like it's like you can uh, you can guess he goes to the the Rays. They have a really good pitching side. He go he goes to the Twins. Like it, he can go anywhere. Yeah, well, it may just kind of come down to who has enough money to to pay him because he's probably going to make. Uh, you know, he's probably going to make uh several hundred million dollars. Yeah, it. it um, I mean, does it? So, so so Tampa you know, Bay. So has, it's kind of like how many teams have a need yeah. and have that much money to be able to spend on. Yeah. So like, no, it's uh. So the race hat. The Rays have a pretty good team, and they have one of the lowest payrolls in the Yeah, MLB. I don't think it's going to be the Rays. That yeah. doesn't seem very uh, Rays-y <laughs> to sign a <laughs> I, I $600 million dollar guy. I don't get it. You don't get that. Okay. 
Uh, it doesn't seem like something that they would do. Uh, what I'm hearing is that the Dodgers are the front runners. The uh, Red Sox, Giants, and Blue Jays are all in the mix. Uh, Blue Jays may be. Um, I, I'm hearing even today that the you know the oh, there's a lot of indications, a lot of movement for the Blue Jays. Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And honestly, I think that once that happens. It's uh, it's going to open up for more trades. I think there's a lot of teams that are waiting to see what happens with Shoei. Yeah, it. The reigning MVP in the American League. Yeah, it, it, well, he was MVP, like I said in the other episode. He was MVP because he had the. If you have the best, like, three weeks of your career, then y- you are more. Like, who else in... Are the Angels in the AL or NL? They're AL West. Uh, uh, who really... Who is that talented in the AL to beat Shohei Ohtani? In the, I, the only other person I can think of that is even on his level athletically is his teammate, Mike Trout. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they had the two best players in Major League Baseball, and they completely flubbed it, and they got nothing out of it. And it's I think it's going to be an ESPN 30 for 30 someday about how the Angels screwed that up. Yeah. Uh, the, other big, the other big story in the hot stove is, uh, is Juan Soto now a New York Met. What do you think about that? I mean, I, Yankee, 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 Yankee. Yankee. Sorry, sorry. New York Yankee. <laughs> So I'm glad he's not a Met. Keep him out of the National League. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the uh, Yankees traded a bunch of these. Were they like minor league pitchers? No, there was a couple. My, Michael King is a is a major league pitcher. Yeah. Um, traded a couple pitchers. I mean, I think a big part of it for for the Padres is to dump that salary. They've had some financial issues and they're trying to dump his salary. They're getting um, serviceable young pitchers. They're also Trent Grisham came over in that trade to the Yankees as well. I think it's a win-win for both teams, um, especially for the Yankees who are building a historically, potentially historically good outfield with Judge and Stanton and now Alex Verdugo, who they got from the Red Sox. So, um, huge, you know, potentially huge uh, outfield for the for the Yankees. Yeah. So good for them. I mean, I think you got to be excited if you're a Yankees fan, right? Yeah, you got to be excited because there's and also there's Yankees fans all over the world. Yeah, and um, you have to be excited because you're making this almost like you said, almost historically good team. Well, it's they got to do it on the field, though. Everybody knows that. All right, Luke. Well, that's that's been a, a little bit about the hot stove and and kind of our thoughts about what the Reds are doing here as we sit in now mid December. Um, we are on fifteen minutes, fifteen and a half minutes in the episode, so I think we probably ought to wrap it up and maybe save the Bengals talk for the next episode. You cool with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, any final thoughts on uh, off season moves so far? Uh, would like to see a trade and. Yeah, we might have also, to do a emergency podcast if they trade for Dylan Cease. We'll, and then we're also going to... 
a, a big hitter outfield. Or yeah, any any trade probably we'll have to do an emergency podcast. But yeah. um, but also uh, I'm looking forward to, like breaking down what the roster is going to look like too uh, for next year, and um, uh, and 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 some other. Hopefully, there's other news to talk about. I have an idea. What if Stanton came? What if Stanton came to the Reds? <laughs> well, <laughs> boy, that'd be something, huh? Yeah. I think he'd hit pretty well on GABP. Yeah. I think he'd hit pretty well in that park. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, well, also. While we're at it, let's th- just go ahead and get Acuna and Trout and Otani also. No. Crazy. Crazy. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Cincinnati Podcast. Bye. Goodbye.